My name is Sharzad Kiade. I'm a Gemini Pescatarian, a mom of two wild little boys. I'm Susan Yara. I'm a mom of two also. This morning, I went to the bathroom alone. I woke up at five, put my boob in her mouth, and then she took a dump because that's what she uses me for. <laughs> that's what you're going to hear a lot of our stories and experiences in our crazy journeys to motherhood. It's fam for all moms, not for all dads, not fathers and moms, for all moms. It's going to be a good old time. You guys are going to want to stick around. Promise. So subscribe. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Musafir Stories, India's very own travel podcast where each week we discuss the story of travelers in their own words and relive their experiences with you, our listeners. Hi guys, I'm your host Saif and you're listening to the very first episode of the Musafir Stories in 2018. My co-host Faiza and I would like to take a minute to thank all our listeners for the support and love shown during the past year. We're also very grateful to all our guest travelers who have taken time out to share their travel stories and experiences and inspire the rest of us to take up travel. The Musafir Stories wishes you all a very prosperous, healthy and travel-filled new year. Do not forget to leave your reviews and ratings on iTunes. It helps a great deal in discovery of the podcast to new listeners. If you have any feedback or an interesting travel story to pitch, reach out to us. We're always happy to hear from listeners. Now on with today's episode. Happy listening. Hi guys, I'm your host Faiza and our guest traveler today is Chitra M from the blog masalabox.co.in. Chitra is an avid traveler who has been crisscrossing the map, exploring new places, tasting different cuisines and constantly trying to understand different cultures. Masala Box is not just a manifestation of her travel diaries and journals but also features quite few funny anecdotes that she's encountered during her travels. Some memorable moments of her life, some moments of angst on the society and some opinions on everyday world. She also does an interesting section on movie and play reviews called The Musing of Life. So sit back and enjoy as we unravel the stories in the masala box. With that introduction, I would love to welcome Chitra to the Musafir stories. Hi Chitra, welcome to the podcast. Hi Faiza, thank you for the introduction. How are you doing Chitra? I'm doing good Faiza. Yeah, Chitra, we have a small tradition at the Musafir stories where our guests take our listeners to a destination. So following that tradition, where are you going to take us today? Uh so today I'm planning to take you guys to uh, Bandavgarh National Park. It's in Madhya Pradesh. So I would like to share you all with the story of how I um, managed to spot a tiger in the uh, wildlife habitat. Um so this has been kind of my interest for some time. Um it I would say tiger spotting is kind of an underrated adventure sport in India. It is such a thrill to just go in the jungle looking for the tigers. So this is one destination I would like to talk about today. That's amazing. This is uh the very first time i think we've heard of a success story of a person going to a national park and spotting a tiger so i would love to hear to your story <laughs> so and why bandavgarh of all the destinations do you have any uh, i mean any reason why bandavgarh so there are a lot of national parks in india that is available for tiger spotting mm-hmm. so madhya pradesh itself has a lot to offer there is panna there is bandavgarh there is kanha there is satpura and all 
so Bandhagar is a relatively smaller national park with a high, higher tiger density. Okay. So the chances of you spotting a tiger is higher in Bandhagar. Right. And it has an amazing landscape of, you know, the high salt trees as one side and grasslands at one side. The landscape is also very nice when you go into a Bandhagar. So this is the park that I'd like to talk about today. That's amazing. So on this note, I would love to add to all our listeners to please go ahead and check out Chitra's blog. It's called Masala Box, A Pinch of Travel and a Pinch of Life. It's got beautiful pictures and really masala filled travel stories so guys go ahead and check out Chitra's blog yeah, yeah sure <laughs> so Chitra with that said how did you go about planning for this trip and how long of a trip was this uh, so Madhya Pradesh itself was a long trip and uh, I did visit Kanha also before Bandagar okay. uh, so Bandagar was a um, one night stay that I did so, but ideally for any tiger uh, uh, or wildlife safari that you're going for I would say at least plan four to six safaris. That would mean two or three nights. Okay. Okay. Um. So, so the nearest uh, rail route is near Umaria. From Umaria, you might want to take a taxi or a bus to Bandagar. Okay. And um, so you also have the airports like Jabalpur or Kajraho, from where you can try to pick your own private vehicle and go to Bandagar. Okay. Okay. That's perfect. And how about the lodging? Did you guys? Uh, have to book the safaris beforehand and check on lodging as well or is it readily available there? Um, I would say uh, so getting a slot of um, uh, wildlife safari is a bit tough in the national park so make your bookings advance. Um, you have a website provided by Madhya Pradesh government it's called uh, forest.mponline.gov.in so, if you go there, you can see all the national parks listed in Madhya Pradesh. You just have to choose Bandagar and the date that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. It would list if an availability is there or if this, all the slots have been booked. So, any national park, if we take, only a limited number of vehicles will be allowed. Oh, so, okay. yeah. So, so the slots get tend to get filled up easily, especially in the peak seasons. So you don't want to miss out on that. Book advance and only if you have a slot, you go ahead with booking a resort or a um, accommodation around the park. Sometimes even the resorts and accommodation, I mean, wherever you're staying, right, sometimes they also help you in booking the um, uh, safaris. So you can check out with them also. Okay, okay. That's amazing. So which place did you go ahead and stay at? Is there a resort close by in the national park or? Uh? Yeah, so around, um, so there are three zones in Bandagar. Um, Tala zone is a pretty famous zone in uh, Bandagar for its tiger density. So I chose a stay called Tiger's Den, which is very close to the Tala gate. Wow, okay. Yeah, so staying around the forest fringes, it gives you a feel of the jungle also. And morning safaris will be really early. It starts around, you have to be at the gate by 6, so you have to leave your resort by 5, 5.30. So staying close to the parks make a lot of sense. That's true, that's true. And you get to experience the beauty of the and the greenery around. Yeah, so it's usually it's usually all villages around the national parks, right? They won't let you go ahead with much development. So it'll be very peaceful and it's like cutting off from the world and sometimes you won't have signals. It's really nice to stay around the forest. Absolutely. Because this takes me back to a memory where uh, we had been to Bandipur National Park. Oh yeah, that's one lovely down south. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> and it was so silent so quiet at night and after some point that the silence gets to you and you're like okay this is like way too much silence exactly. and then in this like a far off you can hear an animal or some monkeys do- exactly you can hear langur or yeah. sometimes langur comes to pay a visit so it's it's absolutely built on your luck yeah 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 it's complete beauty it takes you back to a different i mean it takes yeah. you to a no. different world also Very true. That's amazing. So yeah, we would love to hear about your safari stories. Please go ahead and tell us. Oh, I I actually did two safaris in Bandargarh. Mm-hmm. So one was an evening one, and other was a morning. Okay. Um. So usually the morning ones are a little lengthier. Okay. Uh, it 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 varies from national park to national park too. But at Bandargarh, the morning safari goes from six o'clock to eleven o'clock. Oh wow! Okay. So you get a lot of time to go around the forest looking for the tiger, okay. and the evening one uh, is only from three to six. So uh, six, or sometimes if it's winters, if the sunset is much before, you will have to exit park before that. Okay. Okay. So yeah. I mean, uh, to get to these safaris, are there buses and jeeps available from the safari, or how how does it go? Yeah. So you once you have booked the online slot, you will have the ticket entry to the forest. Okay. So when you go to the forest gate, they will assign you a gypsy and a guide. Oh, okay. So any safari that you go, there will always be a jeep driver and a, a guide, forest guide coming along with you. Oh, wow. okay. So it is they are just amazing. Only they will be able to spot the animals, which is if at all if it is hidden in the bushes and all that. Mm-hmm. And in a gypsy, you'll be uh, about six people can be accommodated in a gypsy. Okay. Okay. Sometimes. I mean, uh, you can take a private gypsy for yourself too. Like, if you're going as a family or a two-member, three-member, you can take private gypsy along with the uh, forest guide and the uh, driver. Wow. So the so the gypsy charges and the guide charges will be separate from what you had paid online for the forest entry ticket. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So those charges also you will have to keep in mind, and that payment you will make at the um, uh, entrance. Entrance. Okay. Okay. Uh, So a uh, two safaris one in the morning one in the evening so you guys ended up going to both of them like the morning and the evening one yeah yeah you, uh, it's there is no question of missing any <laughs> safaris when you are there absolutely yeah you are there only for the safaris safari. so if you get if at all they give you more slots just yeah. go ahead and grab <laughs> the slots and go into the jungle so we did both the safaris so evening one i was not able to spot a tiger Okay. Uh, however, however, there was a point where the langurs were making lot of noise. So whenever there is a tiger present, the mm-hmm. um, langurs or the deers, deers would be would bark, or the langur would make a noise, telling that there is an animal, that a predator movement is going on. So all of you be alert. Mm-hmm. So that kind of thing. So that's how you would. So listening to the warning signal is how they track the tiger. Evening, we were standing at a spot for a long time, listening to the call. We were hoping the tiger would come, but the tiger didn't. But we, but there was a group of lot of langurs, so it was beautiful to see all those langurs jumping around and all that. Really nice. Did yeah. you guys get to spot any other animals apart from the langurs and the deers? So there were langurs, deers, there were nilgai, there was boar, there was samba, there is wild dog. That's nice. So you yeah. come back with something or the other. It's not yeah. Right. Yeah. So any safari for that matter, you have to go with an open mind. It's not like absolutely. it. It's absolutely based on your luck if the tiger turns up or not. Many a times, 
deep person before you would have seen the gypsy before you would have seen a tiger and you would have missed it by a minute or so absolutely that's that's absolutely so true you uh, because that reminds me when Seth and I had uh, been to one of the safari and huh? we were in a bus one of those uh-huh. safari buses uh-huh. you will not believe it uh, the people on the left side three guys spotted a leopard and all of us were like so depressed uh-huh. because none of us saw that and the second the animal was gone and they exactly. uh, we were like it was right there didn't you all see and we were like no none of us spotted so like that is something animals. Um, so morning when we set out, um, we were looking for a tiger. There were many places. So there are so any uh, so usually they will give you zones within the jungle as where you uh, where the jeep can go into. Mm-hmm. So in that assigned zone, your jeep will be moving around to see if there are any pug mark identification or if there is any morning call to spot a tiger. Mm-hmm. So at, and also based on the previous experience, they'll be able to track like. Let's say the tiger came to a waterhole yesterday. Okay. There is a high chance that it might come today also. Okay. So we might just go there and wait for the tiger. Um, so a couple of places we were waiting at like this. And at one point, we saw a lot of scurry, scurry bug marks. Like small oh. ones and big ones. Oh my so that means, that means there's a mother with a cub somewhere around. Wow, that's amazing. And yeah, so the guy was like, this should be sporty. The tiger is called sporty. If the spotty is here with the cubs, we should not. We should be able to see from there. And then we were driving slowly, and the small pug marks disappeared, and only the big pug marks produced. Oh, uh, okay. Proceed further. Yeah. So he was like, "Okay, the cubs. The mother has hidden the cubs somewhere in the bush, and if the mother has gone, either to drink water or for a hunt or something." Wow. So we came around, but we couldn't spot the cubs. Uh, they were very tiny, so probably should have hidden it properly. And then we uh, we went to a point where the pagma disappeared. We were waiting for one hour. Then we went to have a small picnic breakfast. We were done. Then we were waiting for another hour. There was actually no sign. But then suddenly there was a langur call, and our guide was like, he was so keen to identify from where it was coming. He drove just there, and the tiger was coming with a kill. Oh my god. This amazing, uh, so she had a pawn, a small uh, oh. deer. So she had this pawn for her cubs, oh. and she was very like a uh, pawn, and like, and she was so huge. My I, uh, <laughs> I almost lost my breath. I was just watching, and uh, the guy was like, "Take a video, take a video." I was just trying to take pictures. I was just so nervous. <laughs> It was an amazing moment, and she was so good, just passing right in front of the jeep. It was an amazing experience. Wow, <laughs> that's like the best tiger sighting I've had. Everything in other national parks I've seen it from a distance, and uh, you can see it like on the water hole on the other side and all that. But this one was like walking towards the jeep and crossing the jeep and <laughs> moving. Oh my with god! And she had a prey in her mouth. Yeah, she had a prey in her mouth. Oh, wow. <laughs> 
Amazing experience. And me and just one other jeep was there. Oh. So we were the lucky two jeeps. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. It was worth the wait then. Yeah, yeah, it was worth the wait. Mm-hmm. We were just standing. It was almost like two hours, but... Um, but we were, I mean, you need a lot of patience also. And we told the guide also, we are okay. Just following your instinct. You, you ask us to wait, we will wait. No problem with that. Mm-hmm. And did yeah. you guys get to spot the cups as well? Or no, no we off? couldn't see the cups. So she moved, she, so she, once she crossed the path and she went into the jungle with the fawn, uh, we lost track of her. Oh, okay. And then it was also almost towards the closing time of the park. He was like, um, let's not go behind the cubs all the time. We were like, okay, happy. Yeah, I know <laughs> you spotted it. Yeah, the <laughs> was very good. I was like, happy, very happy. <laughs> no problem. Amazing. And the pictures on your blog, again, I have to add to the listeners. Please go ahead and see the pictures. They are really beautiful pictures of the tiger. The best picture is when the tigress is looking at the camera with the prey in her mouth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that's an amazing shot. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best shot. I mean, it was the best moment. It's looking at you, and then you were like, "Is this gonna charge or something?" <laughs> but she didn't care. She just didn't care about the jeep or the human or anything. She was like, "What are these people doing?" And then just walked away. Wow. <laughs> I think that somehow it, I think is the best part about animals. Like, unless I mean, they've done their part. They do not bother about what's happening around. Yeah, yeah. I've I eaten. I've taken my food. I'm done. So yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Oh, wow, that's a nice story. <laughs> and and the guide also had a lot of stories to share. So we were just waiting in the jeep and uh, mm-hmm. she was talking about um, other... Uh, I mean, so every tiger will have a name uh, based on the territory. Like okay. one, has called, one is called Rajbera, one is called... Um, there were two famous tigers called Sita and Charger. Uh, there are no more. Okay. Uh, yeah, but... You, but Bandhagar means everybody will tell the story of Sita and Charger. It's like they were a mate for a long time, giving a lot of litters of uh, tiger cubs. And Charger gets his name because he used to charge at the tourist vehicles oh, and all Lord. that. <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of stories. When, when you go with these forest guides and if you just ask them, like, what are the stories of the jungle life? Mm-hmm. Too many stories making you feel so jealous and <laughs> then will be like, I wish I go on every safari every other day with these people. Yeah. And lucky you, you did spot a tigress. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I still flaunt it to everybody. I know. I have that, I have that picture in my mobile and I flaunt it to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, any, any story that you remember of the guides telling you and you would love to share with us? Um, so, there's a lot of story of chargers and uh, feet up. Uh, mm-hmm. So, not just uh, that, but when you listen to the tiger uh, stories, right? Because a tiger has its own territory. Mm-hmm. I will usually not share the um, territory with other tigers, be it male or the female. Only during mating they come together and all that, but usually they won't share. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. once the tiger cubs grow, mm-hmm. like, um, they usually tend to chase it away so that, you know, they go and yeah, you form your own territory. I no longer and and also like uh, let's say Sita and Charger are the pair, and if another uh, male um, tiger wants to move, sometimes if the couple if, if she has a cub, they they would try to chase away the cub so that she she is ready for the next litter. Oh, okay. So all these kinds of stories you get to hear, 
and uh, and uh, the second third meter or something Sita had one tiger cub uh, apparently he had a limp in the leg oh okay. so usually what they do is they chase away the cub after some time once they are grown but apparently Sita and Chadha did not chase away the tiger because he had a limp was more like dependent on me and so it was like one dotting parent children family like kind that you can hear even among animals and that's all i mean kind and thoughtful of them that they yeah, continue so to keep it around we think like animals don't have the sense of something all the things we think but if they listen to the story right as how they bring up the cub how they born how they are as a family it's very interesting wow that's love yeah awesome yeah. <laughs> that's amazing so chitra why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners a little about uh, traveling in or going to a national park in general because i'm so sure there are a lot of people who would love to know and what to expect from a national park and okay. how good is it to take uh, maybe children along as well you could give us some insight on that as well um so one thing people have to keep in mind is um going to a national park is definitely not like going on a picnic because a lot of people think like it's just a getaway or a tourist destination that they can go and enjoy it is um you need to respect the jungle um from the bottom of your heart you are entering into somebody's home where you know honestly we should not even be doing this um we should because we are eventually disturbing the tigers by even so many jeeps standing around there trying to take pictures and all that but in spite of that we should not try to make noise um even when you're staying on the fringes of the jungle in your resorts don't try to play loud music don't try to be loud at all it's it's not like you are um, um, enjoying your tourist destination no you have destinations like goa or something else for all that <laughs> so it's a national park you need to have a lot of respect for the rules of the jungle and always listen to what your guide and the uh, jeep driver says so they are like every day passing through the jungle every day is like a new day for them and they know in and out of the jungle if they ask you to wait you patiently wait mm-hmm. and there is no point of bugging them saying you didn't show me a tiger <laughs> saying you have to show me a tiger it's not in their hand they do their best they really really do their best to give the best experience to you so don't bug them but uh, but of course you will show your interest that you are looking to see a sighting but always be open to enjoy the jungle the whole feeling of you know riding through or driving through the forest itself is a very nice experience there's this calmness there's so many birds you which you can't see in the city so many owls and other different kinds of birds sitting here and there and always a leopard might surprise you or a wild dog might surprise you or a deer might surprise you mm-hmm. so you have to be open for all that and also um, one other thing is when we come to children i would say don't try to take any kid who's like you know less than 5 years or 6 years mm-hmm. you are going to be in a jeep for like 6 hours together and you have to maintain silence mm-hmm. which is very difficult if you have a kid you can't let mm-hmm. kid understand that you know just uh, be quiet for the next 6 hours and <laughs> happen to the kid 
so it's better to not put the kid through such things and he is also not going to understand much as where he where the uh, the importance of being silent in the national park and all that yeah yeah and said, yeah. yeah and um, um the other thing is not to disturb the wildlife in general right. like some sometimes you you get so excited on seeing the tiger mm-hmm. people tend to you know shout or um sometimes make small noises for the tiger to turn to you so you can take the perfect picture mm-hmm. that's absolutely wrong mm-hmm. so don't try to do all such thing just go with a open mind and uh, uh, just pray that god gives you a lot of luck <laughs> you know have some good sighting uh, be whatever animal it may be just have some good sighting have good, some good experiences and get a good uh, camera and just get into the jungle open minded amazing that's that's perfectly well said because that's true i mean we all need to go with open minds and respect the path that we are somehow entering their house Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's their territory that we are entering, and we need to respect that and enjoy your trip also at the same time. So, thank yeah. you so much, Chitra. You have been an amazing guide to us. <laughs> It feels like I've gone there and seen the tiger, and I'm back home. Again. Oh wow, nice! <laughs> <laughs> and I think your pictures did help, and your story on the blog as well. So, listeners, go ahead, check out Chitra's blog. It's called the Masala Box. dot co. dot in. You all have to go and see the beautiful pictures and the beautiful stories that she's written. Sitra, thank you so much for being a part of the Musafir stories, and I hope that we travel someday soon to Bandarkar and experience the joy of it. Oh, sure, try that. <laughs> that was yet another great episode of the Musafir stories. If you guys like the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes, Audio Boom, Stitcher, Pocket Radio, or any other podcasting app that's available on iOS or Android. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We go by the handle The Musafir Stories. Or, if it suits you, you could email us at themusafirstories at gmail dot com and visit our website www dot themusafirstories dot com for more information. All of these links will be made available in the show notes section of the podcast. So here's to more traveling, sharing, and inspiring. Stay tuned for our next episode. Until then, happy travels and goodbye. At American University, we don't just hope for change; we create it. We don't just dream of a better world; we make it a reality. With a graduate degree from AU, you'll access expert faculty and connections throughout DC to develop skills and experience to turn your passion into purpose, and that purpose can make all the difference in your career. Discover the difference a degree makes at American.edu/gradschool.